0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Neil Lennon says he's focusing on the Scottish Cup semi-final rather than who could replace him as Celtic boss. Will John Robertson come back to haunt Craig Levine and Hearts in the other semi? And the Championship could be wrapped up this weekend, but the battle at the bottom is every bit as important. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans. The Celtic story so far under Neil Lennon, undefeated but unconvincing. Does the manager... Who's on an interim basis Need to win the Scottish Cup To become the manager On a permanent basis Well my response to that would be Would Celtic have sacked Brendan Rodgers If he had failed to win the Scottish Cup? Of course they wouldn't So Neil Lennon shouldn't think That his job prospects Depend on the outcome of the game Against Aberdeen on Sunday However His approval rating would undoubtedly rise If Celtic won with style at Hamden That would prove that the magic dust hadn't left the club for an address in Leicester. Two big games this weekend, Craig Beatty, as far as the Scottish Cup goes. When it gets to that semi-final stage, what's it like to play on those occasions? Yeah, no, knowing that you're, you're one match um, away from, from getting to Hamden for the, the main showpiece, um, it's, listen, it's a great occasion. It, there's probably more pressure on that than, than the actual final itself. Um, once you get to the final, you know, it's a one-off game and you take your chance, but... You know, there's probably more pressure on the semi-final to try and actually achieve your goal to get into the final. Right, the number you need tonight is 0141-951-1025. No top flight this weekend. It takes a bit of a rest, but that doesn't mean that you get to take a rest. So come on, Rangers fans, Motherwell, St Mirren, everyone else that is missing this weekend, give us your thoughts. What's happening with your team between now and the end of the season? Is it already about building for the next campaign? You tell us, 01419511025 Or we are on Twitter At Clyde SSB It is a big weekend in the Championship Ross County technically could win the title this weekend And the battle at the bottom is incredible So we'll do as much of it as we can Get your calls in nice and early Or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Let's hear first of all from Neil Lennon He believes the desire from some to see Celtic's domination end will motivate his players ahead of the game on Sunday. They've won the last seven domestic trophies, of course, closing in on an unprecedented treble-treble. Lennon says the players do not want it to end. It's another game. It's the next one. It's the most important one because it's the next one. And that's really the mantra. And we know that everyone outside of the club would like to see us lose that domination. So that's the incentive for the players is extra motivation if you want to call it that to you know keep prevailing and keep coming through these you know really stiff tests it's a semi-final and they'll want it as much as us but um, again I can't comment on their mindset I can only comment on what we want to do and that's to get on the front foot create a good tempo to the game and, and create some early chances if we can but you know they're rigid you know they, they do defend well they do specialise in, in making it, making themselves difficult to break down so it's something that we've Analysed and looked at And hopefully we can Improve on Now a number of names Have been linked With the Celtic job Not necessarily With any substance But the names have been Linked nevertheless And with Neil Lennon Only in charge Until the end of the season He says he can't let That speculation get to him Can't stop it You know That's You know Natural And it may be that That's the way You know The club might want to go down That road It's, it's They'll make the decision It's their club It's the fans club And it's important for them That You know Going forward The they're happy with what they're doing. So regardless of speculation, it's inevitable anyway. I'm just concentrating on the here and now and, and staying in the present of the job until until otherwise. 
Yeah, he's taken a very sensible attitude to it all Neil's been through this movie before He was interim manager following the sacking of Tony Mowbray uh, And there was much speculation at that time Over whether he would or would not get the job And he lost the Scottish Cup tie straight away uh, So he knows what's going on at Celtic Park I have sympathy for Neil Lennon Because he has to get Celtic over the line in two competitions, having taken over from Brendan Rodgers, whose departure from the club was seismic in the eyes of the supporters. I do understand when he talks about others wanting Celtic's domination to end. Of course they do. You want your team to win and you want the rest to lose. So that's perfectly understandable. That is the essence of rivalry. Celtic need to look after Celtic, which they will set out to do on Sunday. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and what Celtic have done is they've put somebody in there who's who, who's got the, the cojones to go and deal with it. You know, he's been there for years. He knows what the club's all about. You know, the board know what Neil Lennon's all about. And, you know, I feel for him to a certain extent with the pressure that he's now working in. Everybody's, we're still going on about Brendan Rodgers. And, you know, he's got massive, massive shoes to fill. Yeah, we're now talking about the, the next manager. So Neil's in there. And unfortunately for him, he's working under, you know, a lot of dialogue between the previous manager and the next manager And not a lot about The here and now What about on the game itself We heard Neil Lennon saying That everyone out with Celtic Wants them to fail Wants their domestic dominance to end uh, And therefore the players Can use that As an extra motivation Sure um, Aberdeen have been in Glasgow Three times to play Rangers This season And beaten them each time Therefore Aberdeen are a team of substance uh, the whole season hasn't been full of substance But they are capable of giving Celtic A tremendous game on Sunday at Hampden Celtic haven't lost to Aberdeen this season But, as I said at the start Under Neil Lennon They are undefeated But unconvincing And they will have to bring The A game to Hampden on Sunday To be sure of Playing Hearts or Inverness Cali Thistle in the final Is that all part of the, the psychology of the dressing room Craig Is that about trying to build up some sort of siege mentality I mean Neil Lennon talks about being an extra motivation You probably don't need any, any extra motivation to get to a cup final Win it and win a treble treble But is it just that extra couple of percent saying You know look everybody's desperate for us to get beat We'll, we'll go and show them Yeah I think so Listen that won't have any outcome in, You know on the final result on on Saturday on Sunday Sorry I'm um, what we'll do is, is how the, the players respond to the occasion, um, how Aberdeen play. Um, they'll be thankful that they're, they're not playing at Putaudu because they're, they're struggling there at the minute. So they'll look at this as an away game in which the form's been really good of late, um, as opposed to their home form. Um, you know, from a Celtic point of view, they, they'll, they'll take positives from. Listen, they've not conceded a goal in the competition so far. Um, you know, they, they beat Hibs, St. Johnson, and Airdrie with scoring what ten goals and not conceding any. Um, so that's albeit that was a Brendan error, but uh, that's good form taken into a, to a semi final. 01419511025 That was Craig Beatty Hugh Keevans is alongside him So let's start hearing from you Paul is in Pollock Shaw's Hi Paul How you doing? What's your point tonight Paul? Uh, okay uh, Evening Paul Hi Paul Hi mate How you doing? Uh, Hugh Yes sir Yeah uh, I would like to just um, address something that you said at the start of the show If that's okay Of course um, You made a kind of analogy there with Brendan Rogers, And you said that if Brendan Rogers wouldn't be sacked if he lost the cup final. Therefore, Neil Lennon shouldn't be ruled out of the job if he loses it. Uh-huh. I don't think you're you're comparing like for like there. I mean, for a start, Brendan Rodgers was already made permanent manager. Neil Lennon's not. He's interim. And also, Brendan Rodgers had already done two back-to-back trebles. 
he's already won the League Cup and he'd put Celtic eight points clear. So he had a lot more stock in the bank with Celtic than Neil Lennon's got at the moment. And also listening to you, um, just like you said a, a moment ago as well, I mean, I respect your opinion, Hugh, um, and I like listening to you, so it's not, you know, I'm not disagreeing with you just for the sake of it. But you also said that, um, um, that sorry, I'm losing my track. I thought here, there, was, there was another thing that you said there about Lennon as well. I can't quite remember what it was now, but. Um, you also said that um, he's, he felt that he'd come in and he's got to get them over the line. But I would look at that in a slightly different way as well. I would say that he's come in with an eight-point lead and basically he's got to not lose an eight-point lead as opposed to kind of getting them over the line. I mean, I'm, I'm maybe kind of picking a wee bit with that one, but I just I don't think that the analogy you made is, is a... It's a fair one, really. Obviously, uh, Brendan Rogers had uh, an account in the Bank of Goodwill that was uh, unsurpassed in, in, in Celtic's recent history. Uh, but I, I just think it's unfair that everyone is looking at Sunday and saying, well, if Neil Lennon loses that, then automatically his prospects of becoming full-time as opposed to interim manager disappear out the window. Uh, I don't think it's entirely fair. I... I do think that when he took over Celtic, yes, he had the eight-point lead, but I'm sure you remember how you felt yourself that day, Paul, when you heard first thing in the morning that Neil uh, was coming in because Brendan Rodgers had gone off to Leicester. Now, we had a programme that night, and for two hours, the, the Celtic fans showed how distraught they were over that. He's taken over Celtic at a... At a an awkward time Yes he had the 8 point lead But the loss of Brendan Rodgers Was devastating So He is undefeated For that I commend him He is un- Unconvincing For that I am Drawing attention to the fact That Celtic Don't seem to win matches With any great mm. deal of conviction At the moment I mean at the same time Hugh You, you yourself have called it An audition So that yeah. I, I guess that's what Paul means You know what a slip up during an audition is is perhaps more fatal than a slip up would have been for for Brendan Rodgers. I think that the the names that have been put forward so far are unrealistic. You know, Roberto Martinez. I mean, uh, yeah, newspaper reports today ruling him out anyway, yeah, and, and yeah. AVB and all the rest of it. But uh, I, I do think that uh, you know Neil is a viable contender for the job of Celtic manager on a full time basis. Paul is perfectly entitled to come on and and. I, I take it from Paul's opinion that he wouldn't be in Neil Lennon's camp. Is that fair, Paul? Well, I, I just, I mean, listen, um, I like Neil Lennon as a person. I love everything he's done for the club. I totally respect him. But um, I just think that um, if you look at what he did after he left Celtic, and that was where he was really getting tested, um, and then also, you know, the way the team have been playing since he came back, I, I just don't think that he, he is... Really, he's a really a step down from where Celtic had elevated himself to with the appointment of Rogers. I know you raise, really yeah, you raise an interesting point there, Paul, because I was talking to to Craig earlier on, and I said to him, Celtic made the Hollywood appointment when they get Brendan Rogers. This was taking the club to a different level. This was raising the bar. Never mind these two point five million pound wage excluding bonuses. This was. A man taken from the higher echelons of English football And that doesn't normally happen to us in our game So he raised the profile of a club in particular And our game in general And I think Paul is representative of that group of Celtic supporters Who say we did raise the bar 
We did make the Hollywood appointment And we want Hollywood again This is the hardest job That the board are going to have Peter Law on the board For as long as I can remember Have got every decision right The managers that have brought in From Gordon Strachan Martin O'Neill Moving on to Hugh, to Hugh wouldn't agree with you Ronnie Dyla yeah. If you're about to list that But let's not go over all ground on that I, was I don't want to get, him out, I don't wanna I... get Hugh worked up about it <laughs> you, know, you know The fact that they're Just on the verge of winning eight in a row They get it right um, They got it absolutely spot on Bringing Brendan in Because you know As far as football in terms goes He's he's pretty much a genius And you know I've worked with him I've seen it first hand And since I've seen it first hand He'll have learnt a hell of a lot more At um, Liverpool and the likes Um <sighs> What a job they've got in their hand now Trying to replace the You know That yeah, last manager sure. that they appointed Is that is that the way you see it Paul You know At a different time You are happy with Neil Lennon But because the bar has been raised Your concern is that The next appointment If it was Neil Lennon Doesn't match I think, I think there's now There's now a stronger challenge Coming from Rangers as well And I think that um, If you're going to appoint Neil Lennon Two things you've got to accept And as a Celtic fan One you've got to accept That you are taking a step back From where the club Had placed themselves When they took Brendan Rodgers on and also, you're accepting that you're, you are taking a big, big risk on losing out in 10 in a row. Whereas if you do go and spend a bit more for the next couple of years and try and guarantee the 10 in a row, I know there's no guarantees, but appointing Neil Lennon is really um, is placing that at a great risk, in my opinion. You know. Okay, that was Paul and Pollock Shaw. So let's see if Paul in Cumbernauld agrees or, or disagrees with what's been said. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Good, I've never heard so much nonsense from that guy in all my life. Right, Honestly, okay. a Celtic supporter, you, you really wonder sometimes with some of these guys. But anyway, the, the night that Judas left, I spoke to you about uh, Neil Lennon, who was given the job, and he was of the opinion that with the rest of the panel that there wasn't, there was no rush, no rush at all. But which I didn't agree with at the time. But I think that the time has come now that once we win this game on Sunday. Monday morning the Celtic board appoint Neil Lennon as manager and let's go on with preparing for next year I think first of all I, I would take issue with what you said about the previous Paul just because he has an opinion that's contrary to yours that doesn't make it nonsense and that you don't understand some people he's a Celtic supporter the same as you he happens to hold an opinion that's contrary to yours that yes. doesn't make it nonsense in Paul's opinion it is nonsense so let's not get too bogged down in that what about the actual substance of what he had to say make Neil Lennon the manager on Monday morning if he wins the game it's I mean, it's, it's bold and it's to the yeah, point I, I can assure you it won't happen if they were going to do that he would have been appointed already if, yeah. you know, exactly. Neil, Neil Lennon's job's He's not Listen Neil, Neil Lennon Could win the league is, that, is, this not, is this not the major hurdle though Because everyone's expecting him To win the league So Yeah well but It's, why it's would a bit you, of a hurdle Because you, you get through it At the final There's, there's no guarantee That you're going to win the final yeah, yeah, Neil exactly. Lennon could win The Scottish Cup He could win the league And still yeah. not get the job yeah, but You also said then That there is more pressure In a semi Because when you get to the final It's the one off You know, you can lose finals you, you, you surely would acknowledge That losing the semi-final Would be more damaging To Neil yeah, Lennon Than the, losing the final It would be Because you've not actually got there But in terms of the, the, From a playing point of view you know the whole problem here? And Paul, the first caller, raised it. This is all about 10 in a row. Neil Lennon, when he took over on an interim basis from Tony Mowbray, lost a semi-final at Hamden straight away, but did not lose the right to become the Celtic manager on a full-time basis. And he started the following season as the permanent manager of Celtic. Paul, let, let me ask you... Back then, that was back then. The difference now... Is that Celtic are on eight in a row, and the next season the fans demand nine in a row for the second time because that gives them another level of bragging rights because nobody's done nine in a row twice, 
And then the manager of Celtic has to win 10 in a row and create Scottish football history. That's why it's different now. Neil Lennon could lose a semi-final as interim manager some years ago and still become the manager because 10 in a row was a pipe dream then. Now it's verging, verging on a reality and the supporters are getting more and more tense about the whole thing. Paul, what's what's your analysis so far of Neil Lennon since he's come back into Celtic? Well, I think he's been getting a, a right hard job at the end of the day. This is what I'm trying to say. It's not his team, right? So he's got to tread carefully. Now, Neil Lennon's all about passion and getting his views across. Obviously, he's not, he's, he's not wanting to rock the boat too much. He's wanting to get the Celtic over the line and anybody that can see that really needs... <laughs> Right, let, let me ask you again What's your assessment of How his team have performed Since he's come back in Not not what he offers Not how passionate he is Not that he runs down the corner Flag to celebrate How has he done so far Since he's come back in Unbeaten He's unbeaten And he's in a semi-final of the cup Performance wise Are the Celtic fans happy? I don't care about performance We beat Rangers At Parkhead And he's unbeaten And he's in the semi-final of the cup And I trust him To bring in better players Than Brendan Rodgers ever brought in I mean it just depends How you choose your words Doesn't it Paul called it you know, Paul said Hugh That Neil Lennon Was given a, a hard job You can understand Why people would take issue With that Taking over a team yeah. Eight points clear At the top of the league With the biggest and best squad In the country Wouldn't be Everyone's idea Of a hard job It yeah. might be awkward Because of the circumstances But you can see Where, where people would Maybe query that Very interesting The, 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 the two Pauls have been on How polarised The Celtic support are The first Paul Believes that Neil Lennon is a, a retrograde step The second Paul believes that performance is unimportant uh, Totally unimportant So long as you win the match However, once we're into next season And Celtic are going for nine in a row I can assure you Performance will be important 01419511025 Let us know what's on your mind We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB And remember Just because your team Might not be in action This weekend Doesn't mean you can't Get in touch What are you expecting Between now and the end of the season What about personnel For next year And so on Get your thoughts into us After the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Duke Evans and Craig Beatty Are here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde Clyde One Super Scoreboard Two ways for you to get in touch The phone and on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, That's where GM has been on When the big games come Celtic turn up confident The win on Sunday If Neil Lennon wins the treble He deserves the job And he should be allowed To build his own team James McCloskey though Says Neil Lennon in cup matches His record's actually poor Losing to Morton in the League Cup Kilmarnock in Ross County in finals And Hearts in the Scottish Cup semi-final too So he must beat Aberdeen And win the cup to get the job Losing to Hearts in the Scottish Cup semi-final Who'd have believed it? Hey Craig Beatty, remember it? Yeah I remember it very well Glad yeah. to see you've got your t-shirt on tonight Top's on tonight Kept it on um, Yeah Talk listen. us through it What bit? All of it The goal, then the celebration Then the the stick perhaps You get a lot of stick yeah. to this listen, day for even, that Even going back before then And the pressure that the lads were under It was the, the well-publicised era Where Mr Romanov in charge of the club Lads not getting paid Um no, it was a really difficult time. Um, we got through St Mun via replay in the quarterfinals. We got Celtic in the semi-finals. You know, massive, massive underdogs. Um, and then Hibs get to the final on the Saturday. We're the Sunday match. So again, we're, we're Edinburgh rivals. Um, I've already gotten to the, the final. So there's a bit of pressure there to, to go and match that. Um, we had a feeling that we would have the upper hand over Hibs if we could get by Celtic. Um, 
know, we went one nil up, forty six minutes, and then we lost one with about five six minutes to go, and offside header from from Gary Hooper, um, and then we get a penalty last minute, and you know Jamie Hamill was our penalty taker at that point. Um, he had just done his cruciate ligament, and there was no designated penalty taker after that. So I had kind of made up in my mind. Um, that if we got anything I'd be grabbing the ball and, and, and that would be it um, had a little bit of plan of what I was going to do with it um, and, and managed to dispatch it um, the rest was spontaneous um, just kind of wheeled off seen a little gap in advertising holding last minute a lot of pressure it was, it was a huge kick um, you know to as, as I said um, for the club and obviously for myself as well and, and you know, took the top off and, and went to be celebrating like a maniac. Listen, people are so divided on issues like this. People, there are a lot of people out there who go, Do you know what? who cares? Who cares if you're playing against your old club? Celebrate. You, you know, it's your moment. You deserve to celebrate. Lots of other people feel like it's you know whatever it is disrespectful, biting hand that used to feed you. All of those types of cliches. Do is any regrets? Um, it's, not, it's happened. Um, probably probably not. Probably no regrets. Um, in terms of. It was such a big moment. I mean, it was, it was iconic for for Hearts. You know, I went into the, the Hearts shop a couple of weeks after it, and the place was like a shrine. You know, I've got coffee mugs in the house with my silhouette on it, with it with the slogan "Let's all do the beat around it." And, and to be fair, at a point where Hearts needed to generate some money, that that helped them no ends to to give them even a, a hint of, of of survival as a club before Anne had come in. Listen, it's not a sin. You may have noticed I'm quite an old guy. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I remember Alfie Cohen, Rangers icon, who. Left Spurs To come back And join Celtic And I remember his Celebrations In a Celtic scarf After winning The Scottish Cup At Hampden With Celtic So I remember Stephen Presley Getting Celtic Out of a hole In the Scottish Cup Up at Inverness Former Rangers player You know It's not a sin You come back You play You're a professional You have to do What you Need to do as a professional I mean speaking of things I never want to see again Craig Beattie without his shirt on And Hugh Keevans Correct me if I'm wrong I went on Twitter this afternoon And saw a video of you On George Bowie's toilet Yes You know I mean come on In in films You get people with walk on parts I had a sit down part uh, And uh, I, I take it as a You know it's a Potential BAFTA nomination I think But it was very entertaining Being in George Bowie's house No boom boom music Let me tell you It's on the Clyde One Facebook page If you're wondering What you're on about I mean Craig Overall then You've like you say Plenty of time to look back On that now I'm sure you've been asked Loads of times uh, did, did it change your Relationship with Celtic fans Or is it just one of those things Yeah It, it has to be honest um, You know I get quite a bit of stick When I'm out and about I'm constantly getting asked about it um, Sorry but, This will be the last time I no, Listen what I, what I have to I've got to be totally, totally honest. It was nothing to do with the fact it was against Celtic. Um, it was nothing to do with supporting this club, supporting that club. There was such big pressure on that kick. Um, one purely because it's semi final cup, but you know people didn't see what I had seen at th- at that point. I had left Swansea City. We were doing really, really well. You know, wages were good, all that sort of stuff. Then I come up to Hearts where, where there's lads not getting paid. You know that they're not paying bills. Or, you know that they're not even bringing juice or anything to training. That you know they're literally it's dire straits for these lads and. Um, I was in a, a slightly different situation um, So much so the PFA had, had got involved And said that um, if you generate any money Through the Scottish Cup We'll withhold it And we'll make sure the lads get paid Because the boys weren't getting paid For months and months on end And that was a, that was a really tough time 141-951-1025 on the lines Let's speak to Doogie and Airdrie Hi Doogie Hi guys, how are you doing? Good, thanks um, I was listening earlier on And I'd actually I, I phoned in to take a bit of umbrage In terms of uh, something that you said But um, Paul, first Paul on the line got there first um, But there are a couple of points I wanted to make Certainly Obviously we had other Paul phone in as well Firstly 
the record books will say if we win eight in a row and we win the Scottish Cup and the League Cup that we've done a treble treble. But I think there's a marked deterioration in the play from the team since Neil Lennon's taken over. Um, and that causes concern. And it causes concern not for this year, because I think we'll win, but for next year. Because I, I genuinely think that the, the pool of players that he's working with just now, uh, Virgil van Dijk aside, is far better than the pool of players that he had when he was here previously. So given some of the football that we've played earlier on this season, certainly second uh, last two seasons, I don't think that it's unreasonable to expect a better performance from the team. And I'm not seeing the kind of difference that I would have expected from a new manager coming in and talking about the bounce back and that kind of thing when someone leaves uh, that I would have expected. Well, the very first thing I, I said on the programme, uh, since you came on to speak about what I'd said earlier on, the very first thing I said on the programme tonight, the Celtic story so far under Neil Lennon, undefeated but unconvincing. And that how, is, how big a concern is that then? Because Dougie clearly is. Uh, the first Paul was, the second Paul yeah. wasn't. I, I, it's a funny thing. You know, the, the, I think back to his first game against Hearts, Odson Edward late goal, uh, Dundee struggle, first half, second half, late goal from Odson Edward again, Aberdeen at Celtic Park, draw. Uh, you know, the, everything they do is about struggle for me. You know, the, unconvincing and yet undefeated. Uh, if you get late goals from Odson Edward or anybody else, that proves that you are resilient. That's a good thing. The other side of the coin is you needed those late goals because you were struggling for the remainder of the match. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's it's a mystery. You know, the, the, as Diggy the caller has said, this is a good group of players, a really good group of players. But I wonder if Diggy and the rest who are critical of Neil Lennon, I, I wonder, are you ruling out the possibility that on Sunday... It could come good And go on from there And a grandstand finale Could take place where Celtic are concerned Would you rule that out, Dougie? No, but if I can see some If I see something coming from the team That would lead me to believe that next year We're going to be better than we are just now Then clearly not But I've not seen that You know, which is the reason why we're having the conversation this evening Is because the, the performances of the team Have been lacklustre at best And, and really poor at, at worst I mean, our best, our best performance this season was against Rangers in the first half. But they went, I mean, they went a man down, and we allowed them then to dominate the game at Celtic Park. Now that, for me, whilst they got the result, and you know it was a great result to get again, it was a last minute, or certainly uh, last minutes of the game, uh, when Rangers could have, could have stolen uh, an equaliser the winner. Um, that, you know, emotionally that was a great result, but it was a terrible performance. And there's only so many of those performances you can watch and say that I am encouraged or I'm confident that that manager is going to be the person who's going to deliver us not only nine in a row next year, but obviously ten in a row. I've got nothing against Neil Lennon was, was a, a, you know, a god to me when he was here previously, but I'm not seeing the type of performances that I would have expected to see. Uh, and I think we would have had better performances out of another manager. Dougie, that, that's why I threw the question back to Paul as to what his... You know, analysis so far of, of what Neil had done because I agree with you. They've, they've struggled, and I'll put Livingston in there with the Aberdeen. They dropped home, but well, they haven't even scored. Um, you know, the, the football has been a lot less unattractive than it was under Brendan. Now, given the fact that he likes to, you know, build from the back and it's free flowing football, he likes to break the lines, get it wide, get the get the ball in the box, but everything's pass, pass, pass. 
you know, people are talking about Neil Lennon not having his style of play. What is the style of play that, that Neil's going to create? You know, are we going to get. Well, I, would have said, I would have said, Gordon, it was very similar to Brendan's. You know, he, he played a similar type of game, but I think Brendan had better players. So it was a faster pace, the touch was better, the way we moved the ball about was better, we had a more of a threat and attack. Uh, we dominated midfield. I used to put a bet on at the beginning of the game that Celtic at some point would be 3-0 up and Tom Rogic would score. And it got to the point where I couldn't actually get any odds on that. So, um, so if Neil Lennon's we style is the same as what Brendan is, how come he's not getting the same level of performance out the same players that Brendan had? Because well, the performances have been totally, totally different. No, exactly, and that's that's my concern. Have no, have they been Dougie? Have they? Because we get a lot of tweets in saying, "Do you know what? We had plenty of these days. We had plenty of these sticky performances under Brendan Rodgers this season. We we did. We had, but we didn't have them consistently the way we're having them just now. Mm. It wasn't one after the other. We haven't had a good game since Neil took over. We had one or two under Brendan, and you could point to particular areas of the park. Um, but this has just been a consistent malaise since he ta- he's taken over. And all the players are still playing. It's the same players that are playing that were playing under Brendan, but they just don't seem to be clicking the way that they did. And I don't know whether that's, uh, I, I, you know, it's his intention, the way that he set up the team. He's got the same players, but he can obviously set up strategically differently in terms of going after the game, or whether the team aren't just performing the way he would like. I don't believe that he's not as frustrated as anyone else. I think he probably is. But it's his job to change that. It's not my job. I can only offer an opinion on how I feel about it, but he's paid that that job to actually to get the results and get them in a way that the Celtic supporters are happy with. All right, thank you to Dougie and Airdrie. Going to have to leave it there, Dougie. We're fast approaching the travel, and I want to quickly squeeze in Aberdeen defender Max Lowe because he says facing James Forrest in the League Cup final was frightening. The left back could line up against Forrest again on Sunday. He's aiming to keep him as quiet as possible. We played it in the cup final it was frightening to be fair because he was um, I think he was on the back of scoring seven goals and um, he had a great month so he's probably one of the best wingers I've played against and um, I just try and thrive off that opportunity of keeping him quiet you know try and um, get tight to him for the whole game and just try and keep him quiet it's a hard job to do but um, I try my best and if he's playing and I'm playing um, I look forward to it I think just the pace of the boy like it's very hard to keep up with when he's in his stride and um, obviously he's clinical as well you know the amount of goals he scored this season everyone can see why he's um, spoke highly highly of and um, I'm sure he's back down in England as well so I don't see why he couldn't play in the Premiership in certain situations in the game I'm a bit cautious but like I said I'll try and run him the other way if I can so um, hopefully by 80th minute he'll start getting tired and then I can run him keep running him and hopefully we get a goal from it so I always see it as that point but like I said I do have to be careful because one slap passing on my head of him I'm not going to catch him because he's really quick so there's both sides to it but hopefully if we get enough of the ball on Sunday I'll be able to get him running the other way When you build the case for Aberdeen Hugh you're, you're very right they've come to Glasgow and been a lot better this season than mm-hmm. perhaps in seasons gone by got the draw at Celtic Park they, they, they've got a couple over on Rangers in Glasgow this season that said over the last 10 games which is a decent sample size they've only won four of them so they, they don't really come here in top form well, well done to Max Lowe for his honesty But wow, what's he saying all that for? I was frightened of him, his pace is tremendous So he could play down England, no problem And you know, He's just trying to build him up so that James Forrest gets complacent <laughs> Full sense you know of what? security if I was Derek McInnes, I'll let you I'd... answer this question and then I'll offer Max Lowe some advice Well, if I was Derek McInnes I'd be saying, what? He said, what? I'd, I'd be thinking twice about playing him <laughs> Right, listen, I've got advice from Max Lowe Get your distances right Right, he's talking about going attacking and, and trying taking them the other way. If he does that and he leaves that space in behind, the quality that Celtic have in that middle of the park will put James Forrest in behind with his pace. 
Now if he sits too far off him Forrest picks the ball up He's very very direct He's going to commit you You know he'll draw fouls out you You've got to get your distances right You've got to do your best To stop him getting the ball In the first place It's 01419511025 To join in on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB And there's another big semi-final First of course on Saturday We'll take a look at that next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results Every week Talk to Thompson's.com Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's all been very split Over Neil Lennon His future His prospects The implications For the game at the weekend And we really are seeing it on Twitter David Drummond says I think we need to forget Rodgers We won't get a manager like him again And to get 9 and 10 We need someone who's been there And done it in the SPL Lennon gets my vote If he wins the treble If not Someone with the knowledge of the SPL as a must Robert Leckenby People are needing to look at Lennon's overall record first time Yes he won three titles and beat Barca But only two cups out of nine And he only got us into Europe after Christmas once In four seasons So it really is split I keep saying it Let's hear from you fans of clubs who are not playing this weekend Because uh, there's still a lot to look forward to So get your calls in 01419511025 uh, Crawford is a Hearts fan From Orlando, Florida I'm surprised you're not making the journey over, Crawford. Surely you're not going to miss a game like this. No, I would, I would, I would be there if I could. <laughs> but I'm actually going to be moving back to Glasgow uh, 13 days before the cup final, and I've not been to a Hearts game in four years. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we get there because the last time mm. I was at Hamden was the five-one game, and I just, I just hope after how bad the season's been that we do get a little bit of happiness there I mean Hugh as if reaching the cup final wasn't important enough for Hearts Crawford's homecoming depends on it I mean he's going to move regardless but yeah. it, would make, it would make all the difference well that's a great story uh, and I'd like to ask Crawford as you look at Inverness Cali Thistle tomorrow and look at the way Hearts have been playing look at the personal scrutiny that uh, Craig Levine is under are you fearful Crawford? Or are you super optimistic? Well, Hugh, I've been on twice and I think I've spoke to yourself and Alec twice. You probably remember the name. Um, you know what I've said about Craig Levine before. Now, the one tricky thing is, and I'm I'm quietly optimistic, but he's coming up against Wee Robbo and Wee Robbo knows him inside out. So any trick that Craig Levine thinks he can try and pull, Robbo's going to have the answer to it. So I think, to be honest with you, Craig Levine should be leaning heavily on Austin McPhee this week because he knows that Robbo will see him inside out and he'll know all the tactics that he's got in his book. Hearts need to try something different and they really need to be the opposite to what a Craig Levine team is. They can't be negative, defensive, let's see it out to half-time. Inverness are, albeit in the playoff places in the championship, but we need to go out there and but, knock them out in the first first half but surely, and get ourselves into that final. Surely Crawford, using that logic, Craig Levine knows Robbo inside out then. But the difference is, Hugh, and I think you'll know as well, Craig Levine will know Robbo inside out, but Robbo's different. Robbo was a striker and he plays attacking football. Craig Levine's a defender and he I, plays defensive I football. I honestly think it, it's all down to the quality of player that you have on your side. And Robbo has done a magnificent job with Inverness Cali Thistle. one of my favourite people in the game of football. However, his players are not as good as Craig Levine's players. And Craig Levine... Knows In his deepest subconscious He knows He cannot afford to lose this game Because the heart support Really will turn on him But he has better players 
And that should be the yardstick Crawford as well As well as Robbo being a striker right I tell you how many goals His top scorer in the league has this year Six goals So Robbo might have been able to put the ball in the net Say again you you were one of my favourites When you came in at the end of that season You had more goals than Nick Piazza's got And I'll give you a quick story Because I wanted to ask you about it The semi-final against Celtic When you scored that penalty I was on crutches Because I'd done soft tissue damage Playing football the day before And I think I, I fell about Four, five rows In the madness of that goal going in Brilliant. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what then. The Hearts get through to the final. You leave your details with the guys. I'll, I'll take you for a coffee before the final. That'd be great. Thank you very much for that, Craig. All right, from Orlando. Let's hear from both managers then, shall we? Craig Levine first. The cup final, sorry, the cup semi final in itself is, is something that I've been I said to you very much looking uh, forward to. The fact that we, of, of course, would love to have won the game going in, uh, into this match. I don't think it'll have any bearing on this particular match. And I don't feel under any. More pressure than I put myself under because we lost on on uh, Saturday. In fact, there's always part he wants to do make up for that as quickly as possible. Up against John Robertson, of course. Scottish Cups always bring up stories. They, they always bring up connections. There's always uh, relationships somewhere along the line. And you look at Saturday; it's no different. You know, Hearts have Jake Mulroney, who was here and won the Challenge Cup with us uh, in their lineup, and we've got uh, likes of Matt Ridgers, Brad McKay, Ken McHattie. I'm an ex-Hearts player Played for them for many many years I'm an ex-Hearts manager So you know it's There's a connection there Of course there's a connection there It's not something Anybody's going to miss But you know As I've said to everybody We under no illusions whatsoever My whole focus My total focus Is on getting Inverness Caledon Thistle To the cup final um, For years um, I've Been fortunate enough to Send Hearts fans home happy By scoring goals for them um, On Saturday my job is to send them home Disappointed uh, and the Inverness fans home happy and that's my whole focus that's all I care about and, and that's all I want to try and achieve Crawford a lot of the discussion on tonight's show so far has been regarding Neil Lennon's future and what a, a victory or a defeat would mean on Sunday what would the victory or defeat mean in terms of, of Craig Levine because I noticed that you and some other Harps fans are starting to get a bit restless about the club's progress this season yeah now Craig Levine's in this position where Budge, he's kind of got Budge that, you know, she's got unfaithful, faithful trust in him in whatever he does, but in the eyes of the fans, Craig Levine gets into the final, we win the cup, then he's got a chance to do it next season, but if he loses on Saturday, then his position is completely and entirely untenable. Um, he may stay until the end of the season, but the end of the season he must leave. The story of this tie. The story of this tie has so many subplots. Robbo has just made a perfect case for you know he's a former Hearts manager up against his former Hearts teammate as a player, Craig Levine. Another subplot is that Craig Levine has done so much in this game. He has managed his own country. He has managed at the highest level here in Scotland, and he has managed. In the top division in England The one thing that has eluded Craig Levine On the managerial front He's never won a trophy And This I think Is his last chance The biggest problem Craig Levine's had Is Stephen Naismith getting injured I've been to see them numerous times this year With and without Stephen And he has a fabulous influence on that team They they, they perform really really well He's like a manager and a captain on the pitches As well as a, a top top player And he really He drags that team through games See when he's not missing There's a huge void in that Hearts team oh. uh, Crawford 
Hugh makes the case You know Hearts have got better players Than Inverness He knows fine well It's not as simple as that Because we've seen it Numerous yeah. times over, over the years How much does the pressure Of being overwhelming favourites Come into it Can that can that be detrimental to Hearts? Definitely Look at what happened In 2006 uh, Against Gretna We drew Went 1-0 up Within the first 15 minutes Scatchel scored the volley And then Gretna Grew into the game Hearts became, I was there, I was eight years old, but you could feel in the stadium, Hearts were getting uneasy. The fans were turning, albeit we had a great season, but Gretna had just won the second division, I think it was, and they took us to extra time and penalties, and obviously Gavin Skelton hit the bar, and, and we went on to lift the trophy, but they gave us a tough game, and they were lower. Um, you would probably argue not as good as players as Inverness have got just now as well, so, you know, Hearts really need to take this as if they're playing Yep. A Celtic or a Rangers Because if they don't have that mentality Then we could get beat Just to expand on my point And I'll ask Craig Beatty this as well I would rather start any game Knowing that I had better players Than the other side Now if things go wrong And we were talking about Neil Lennon And his lack of success in cup finals I remember Celtic playing Kilmarnock Kenny Shields Kilmarnock Gary Hooper had the sitter of all time after three or four minutes And he missed it And thereafter Celtic went from bad to worse And Kilmarnock Got the winning goal Late into the game But I would rather start Semi-final Final mm. Knowing that Initially I've got better players Than you have Yeah 100% If you start as If you start as favourites Generally you're, you're doing better You're in better form Or you get the better players But in my opinion When the game starts that all goes out the window and, and for me Games are decided on The team And the individuals That make The most best decisions Throughout the game Whether it be When to pass When to cross you know, when, to, when to go and head the ball When to slide tackle it, It's the little decisions And they happen Every second of the game They happen And whatever team makes The, the best decisions The most will win the game Go on then Crawford Before we let you go We'll get a score prediction from you I think it's going to be a bit of a touchy 2-1 um, I did want to say one little quick thing Just before I leave and we Just to quickly. find out how, in, how important Lockie was in 2012 In the semi-final And the cup final Knowing how big of a jambo he is Yeah and, and, and he had missed the previous cup final Through injury So that was a, that was a huge day for him He was the go-between between the, the players And the coaching staff Lockie's a huge character and, you know, He's full of laughter, full of banter And he really really gets, gets the boys going no, great influence in the changing room But as I've just alluded to there You know, once we go on the pitch Lockie can't really affect it Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL Latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Now all this week it's been an extra special Beat the pundit Not only do we have the normal rules Where you come on, try and Beat the pundit, win yourself a signed ball But also, just for getting through You win yourself tickets to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Pub Quiz Now it kicks off Friday the 19th of April One week tonight It's at the Drygate Brewing Company It's a cracking venue if you've never been The event is sold out It sold out pretty quickly As soon as they heard that Hugh Keevans was getting the first round in <laughs> So if you want to be there You really have to come on And try and beat the pundit tonight 01419511025 Give us a call Give us a call quickly Because you only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to thompsons.com
Hugh Evans and Craig Beatty are here with me, Gordon Duncan. We've been talking a lot about the Scottish Cup semi-finals, what that means for Neil Lennon, what it means for Craig Levine, and of course on the football itself. So keep those calls coming. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB, still looking for you fans of other clubs. What about Rangers, for instance? Not a lot to play for this weekend. What's the important thing between now and the end of the season? Is it performances? Is it points? Is it building for the next campaign? You tell us. And we're going to look at the championship as well because it is properly heating up. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. Hugh and Craig are both standing by. One of them is going to be taking on Darren, who's a Motherwell fan from Wisher. Hi, Darren. How you doing? How are you tonight? Ah, not bad, not bad, take yourself Yep, not too bad at all And just for getting through, Darren You've already got yourself the tickets You can now enter your team Into Clyde One Super Scoreboards Pub Quiz This time next week Friday the 19th At the Drygate Brewing Company It was sold out But you've won the tickets Just for getting through Are you happy with that? Ah, yeah, absolutely. Listen, good prizes on the night, some cash prizes, the chance to come in and sit on the show as well. Uh, also going to be a Q&A with some of the Super Scoreboard team. So for more information, go to at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Check out our pinned tweet. Hugh will be there. Uh, and Darren from Wisher is going to join them. Let's get to the main event for tonight, though, Hugh Heads. You are going to be taking on Darren. And Tails, it will be Craig Beatty. And it is tails. It's oh. Craig against Darren. Craig's he's got his head in his hands. Is that not, is that not what you were hoping for? I, I, every time I come in, I'm on. Is it? Listen, that's what happens, right, Darren? Uh, I'm going to give Craig some clay too and make sure he can't hear us. Uh, and that okay. way, you are free to go. You've got 30 seconds. You're head to head. You can pass. Here is your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yep. Aberdeen Graham Shinney is in talks to join which English team? Uh, Wigan Who's bottom of Scottish League 2? East uh, Fife Where will tonight's sole championship match in Scotland take place? Pass Who's Derek McInnes' assistant manager? Pass What Scottish footballer's married to singer Amy MacDonald? Uh, Richie Foster Mother will have agreed to sign which player from Livingston in the summer? Uh, I should know this and I don't <laughs> What year We'll just quickly move on What year did Lee Wallace Join Rangers from Hearts Just take a wee guess It's the last one uh, 2011 Okay I cannot believe you In the Motherwell question Darren honestly I've been working all day And I've not seen <laughs> It is recent news To be fair You'll be kicking yourself Let's bring Craig Beatty back Craig are you with us Yeah got you You are right Same set of questions To you You ready Yep Aberdeen's Graham Shinney Is in talks to join Which English team Derby who are bottom of Scottish League 2? Albion Rovers. Where will tonight's sole Scottish Championship match take place? Somerset. Uh, who is Derek McInnes' assistant manager? Tony Dockery. Which Scottish footballer is married to singer Amy MacDonald? Richard Foster. Motherwell have agreed to sign which player from Livingston Pass. in the summer? What year did Lee Wallace join Rangers from Hearts? 2014. And who did Inverness beat in the 2015 Scottish Cup semi-final? Hibs Okay Darren What do you think of the competition? I don't know There's, there's a couple of them Darren I'll, t- I'll tell you what Don't be too hard on yourself Because I'm going to deduct Craig Beatty 15 <laughs> points Dundee United <laughs> against Ayr Is on a 65 inch television Right in Craig Beatty's <laughs> eye line And he's <laughs> And he answered Somerset wow. Park Hugh Keevans That is not 
Not a classic moment From the big man <laughs> He's had a brain fade We'll put it down to that Right Darren Let's find out the I damage I was looking at the desk Concentrating <laughs> I mean that TV Could at least not be bigger playing. It couldn't be bigger Than it's right in front of you oh uh, Aberdeen's Graham Shinnies And talks to join Derby 1-0 to Craig Beatty Bottom of Scottish League 2 You just left League 2 Earlier on But it's Berwick now So it's 1-0 uh, still to Craig Beatty Where will tonight's Seoul Championship match Take place <laughs> We'll try Tanadice Air United are playing But it's Tanadice So it's still 1-0 Craig Beatty It then goes 2-0 uh, Because Tony Doherty Is Aberdeen's assistant manager Which Scottish footballer Married to Amy McDonald Is Richard Foster So you both got it Which means it's 3-1 To Craig Beatty Mother will have agreed To sign which player From Livingston in the summer Declan. Darren It's Declan Gallagher oh, okay. I definitely should have known it I should have <laughs> Your fellow Malo fans Won't be letting you off the hook On that one In what year did Lee Wallace Join Rangers from Hearts 2011 Darren got it uh, So it could come down To the last question Craig You didn't hear Darren's effort Who did Inverness beat In the 2015 Scottish Cup semi-finals Hugh We only spent about six weeks On the show talking about it afterwards Celtic It was Celtic uh-huh. But don't worry Darren didn't get that far Craig So you have pipped him By one hard lines Darren <laughs> Look at this We'll see you next week at the quiz anyway Darren, Darren's won tickets to the Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz This time next week Hugh Keevans and I are going to be hot-footing it I mean driving within the speed limit of of course course. Um, But getting down there very quickly To the Drygate Brewing Company for the quiz You looking forward to it? Absolutely And you're not actually getting the first round in I wouldn't do that to you Or are you? I don't know Do I look like the type of man who would be buying the first round? No, absolutely not. Uh, how, are, how are things going at Tanadice between Dundee United and Ayr with only a couple well, of minutes it, on the clock? It's a game of high significance because if Dundee United drop anything, then Ross County, who play Partick Thistle tomorrow, uh, could be crowned champions and would be automatically promoted to the Premiership if they were to beat Partick Thistle. So this game tonight... Is possibly Ross County's down payment on promotion But Partick Thistle are desperate for the points up there tomorrow So all to play for in Dingwall Yeah, I've seen Ross County playing um, in the Ironbrook Cup final this year And know that they're a really good side They, they won't drop points tomorrow And, and you know, they're, they're champions elect It's only a matter of time in my opinion uh, Hugh, they want to spend a bit of time talking about the bigger picture Because we've had a lot of focus on the Scottish Cup semi-finals this weekend uh, What about the remainder of the season then For the teams who are not involved Particularly in this city That that would be Rangers What about between now and the end of the season Points, performances Both playing for places next season Rangers have to keep going They have a an obligation to the people who support them uh, To keep going And to make Celtic wait as long as possible Before they are crowned champions uh, And if they can uh See that it goes to the very last day of the season If necessary So you know It's not as if They've lost to Celtic Celtic have put the down payment on eight in a row Therefore Rangers Look out the Ambry Solaire and go on holiday They are obliged To keep going Season tickets for example Will come up for renewal Any day now at Rangers And the the one way to guarantee that you get the season tickets renewed Is to give the supporters a sense of optimism Rangers simply have to keep going Beginning with Hearts at Tynecastle next weekend I mean Craig If As most people do Except that the, the league will be won Within the next couple of weeks I suppose there is a there, there would be a temptation there To maybe Play some other players Try some different things Try and look to next season Try and build But also then as, as Hugh says Some people might tell you There's actually a need to put You know Keep the foot to the floor Make sure that gap doesn't get 
any bigger Really keep it as much pressure as is possible um, On Celtic Which is, is more important Yeah I think you know, thinking back to when I was at Celtic and you know trying to get opportunities when I was younger and stuff, and that that was one of the occasions where you would get extra games. You know, once the league was maybe won, a couple of the youngsters would get bloodied. Given the circumstances with Neil Lennon, you know, being on trial as as you alludes to it, that I don't think that'll happen. I think it'll be you know, I think the accelerate will be pressed right till the till the final whistle and try and make it as many points as possible and give himself the best opportunity of getting the job. I mean, for Stephen Gerrard, Hugh, there's so much debate on the, on this show about you know the level of Progress and whether it's all about points gaps Whether it's about performances I don't really want to, to get right back into that Because we've done it a million times um, But th- will that shape How they approach the end of the season then? I don't know to what extent They can um, approach the rest of this season With an eye on next season I think uh, you heard from the first couple of callers tonight Both Celtic supporters Both called Paul Ten in a row is of the deepest significance For the Celtic support Therefore, it has to be of the deepest significance to the Rangers' support and those who invest in Rangers and invest in the team in particular. Uh, And that applies to Celtic as well. Once this season is over, and we're talking about perhaps nine in a row for the second time for Celtic or the end of Celtic's ten in a row dream because Rangers pipped them to the title, everything is about how much money Celtic and Rangers spend in this summer Because I think, both need a bit of an overhaul I think a massive problem that, that Rangers and Stephen Gerrard have got here It's not spending, it's going to be getting rid of some of the players that they've got They've yep. got players there on two or three year contracts Players to come back on loan Players that they've got on loan that they're going to lose And you know they, they must have about 35 players in their first team squad mm. And that's before they add anybody So I, I think they've got to get at least 10 players out the door Which costs you significant money as well Same actually goes for Celtic doesn't it We've Absolutely. done that before You could rhyme off a list of guys Who will yep. never darken the door of the, the first team dressing well, room well, 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 yeah, but, in the future. Listen, the, the thing is that Celtic don't Whoever gets a job is going to then Look at the squad and address the squad But they, they could be inheriting potentially A treble treble winning squad that's not as important as what Rangers are going to do In my opinion mm. uh, I had a penalty shout there Bobby Madden waves it away It was for Dundee United at Tannadice Still goalless <laughs> between United uh, Can you and mention Tannadice anymore? Oh, yes, I think, you, I think you'll find I can Between now and 8 o'clock um, Partick Thistle fans I wonder if any of you are out there Alloa, Falkirk, the pitcher at the bottom Even Morton It's getting, oh, it's getting very tense indeed uh, give us your thoughts Because the Championship Is still in action This weekend Let's speak to Paul In Paisley first though. Hi Paul Hiya How you doing Gordon Not too bad Paul What's on your mind tonight Yeah I was just um, Wanting to make a point Just about um, Some of the calls From my fellow Celtic fans And some of the things That Craig's been saying There tonight um, I don't know If everybody's got A wee bit of amnesia Going on Like The performances For Celtic This whole season Have been under par It's if, Under Brendan Rodgers and obviously that's continued through to Neil Lennon. And yeah, people seem to forget as well, Brendan Rodgers overseen one of the worst performances that Celtic have had against Rangers in in years, um, just just a couple of weeks before they left. So I don't know where this idea, there seems to be this idea that Brendan Rodgers played this amazing, we were playing this amazing brand of football all season, and it's, it's simply not true. I don't know where this idea came from. Uh, I, think yep. it, I think it came from seven trophies in a row. Under Brendan Rodgers no, Paul's talking about the style of football Yeah But you know th- th- This season I mean the first season Is the invincible season Four draws the whole season long No defeats Four draws The second season Is not as good as that And the third season Not as good as the two That had gone before 
However, there was a belief in Brendan Rodgers and Paul would have to acknowledge that. There was an immense belief in Brendan Rodgers and the impact of Brendan Rodgers' departure for Leicester is still being felt to a degree. I don't know whether some of the players miss him, uh, the supporters, some will miss him. I know that someone referred to him as Judas earlier on in the programme. That's the way people speak. But a lot of Celtic supporters uh, still miss Brendan Rodgers. We wouldn't be having this debate about do Aberdeen have a chance on Sunday or can Celtic overcome Aberdeen? We wouldn't be having this debate if Brendan Rodgers was still Celtic manager because the Celtic supporters would believe that Celtic would win that match. But, but since Brendan yeah, left... That's, that's, un, that's unfair on Aberdeen. You know what I mean, because Aberdeen have gave Celtic good games you know what I mean, the last couple of seasons, and obviously they beat the Angels, as you said, three times this season, so that's, that's unfair on Aberdeen. No, no, because Celtic, no, because Celtic beat Aberdeen every time out in cup football. Yeah, yeah they, they, they beat us last season, I'm pretty sure. I'm talking about cup football. I said any yeah. time Celtic played Aberdeen. Yeah, but to be fair, you're saying you know there wouldn't be a discussion to be had if Brendan Rodgers was here. Brendan Rodgers managed Celtic against Aberdeen in the League Cup final. You know it was one nil. It wasn't seven. It wasn't an absolute rampant victory which no, you would but, then but, but you write off Aberdeen's but, future chances. But you can't revise history altogether. The Celtic support believed implicitly in Brendan Rodgers. They had this phrase in Brendan we trust. Now you can't revise history. That was the case. Yeah. So there's people, no point. People are, but a lot of people are revising history because a lot of people are looking back now and saying, "Oh, it's so terrible the football we're playing under Lennon." We've been playing the same way all season. No, Paul, Paul, if you were an Aberdeen fan, like Paul, if you were an Aberdeen fan, who would you rather the Celtic manager was coming into the semi-final? I, 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 I don't think it makes a big difference. Oh, the team it that makes it, the, the, we've we've recognised the frailties in the Celtic team for. For, for nearly nearly three seasons now, we know the back four is not good enough. We, we've all recognised that they, they can be a bit powdered up at the time. You know what I mean in terms of if, if Scott Brown's not at it and, and being the enforcer, there's not really anybody else who steps up to the play. Callum McGregor was magnificent when he went in there earlier on in the season when Brown was out. That, that was the turning he's not point. Enforcer, but listen, that, that not enforcer, Craig. No, no, but I tell you what, it, it suited the style of Brendan and the way he wanted to move the ball. He passes the ball forward more. He plays the ball quicker, and that Definitely. was the turning point. There was a 6-0 drubbing up at uh, McDermott Park against St Johnson mm. And Brown getting injured and McGregor getting in there Was a turning point in Celtic season After a bit of a hangover from last Paul, season Paul, in terms of the contact we have Whether it's you know f- phone calls or tweets or whatever Most of the people who are talking about the style of football Is your, is your fellow Celtic fans I mean, on Saturday after the show So why do you think Why do you think they're feeling it then? I'm not You know, if you're, you're disagreeing with it Which is absolutely fine yeah. Why are why are they under the impression that the football Because you, it's easy to say You know, all the media are doing it Or people from the outside why, why are so many Celtic fans convinced That the football isn't as good? I think, I think there's a There's a there's obviously the closer we get to 10 in a row There's, there's, there's a panic setting in now And you know I mean Obviously we, we want it to be delivered And people are People are just desperate to try and get The best person in for that job Now I don't think people talk about Marco Rose and Roberto Martinez. I I can't I can't see that happening. It'll be a David Moyes. It'll be an Owen Coyle. That's that's the, that's the kind of person it's going to be. And if you gave me David Moyes, Owen Coyle, or Neil Lennon, I'd take Neil Lennon every day of the week and twice. Oh, or something. Mar- God Marco help us Rose. if the panic's setting in already. Two yeah. and a quarter years away from ten in a row. Marco Rose has already agreed to join Borussia Mönchengladbach. So uh, you forget about him. Uh, I give you the cast iron guarantee. Old pal of mine that he is I give you the cast iron guarantee That Owen Coyle will not Come into the The, the betting for the Celtic job uh, David Moyes 
if Neil Lennon polarises the Celtic support, <laughs> so will David Moyes, whose managerial career has been in decline since he left Everton. Uh, so it's a fascinating subject. If the press, the dreaded media, had said as much of a negative nature about Neil Lennon as the Celtic supporters have said, there would have been mayhem. Uh, so for me, he goes into Sunday's match undefeated but unconvincing. He needs a victory with conviction over Aberdeen. He needs Celtic style. Uh, and again, taking my authority from the callers to this programme, I would say that it's becoming more and more of a necessity for Neil to win on Sunday. Thank you to Paul and Paisley. Grant is a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Grant. Hi, guys. How you doing? All right? Not too bad, Grant. What's your point tonight? Um, I was just listening He's probably no more than 10 minutes ago um, talking about how Rangers should be finishing off the season. Um, now, when I, I phoned up, I, I, phoned, I phoned in East, um, it was just after Rangers drew 0-0 with St. Johnson at Ibrox and I said the league was done. I said mm-hmm. the league was over. Mm-hmm. That was at eight points. I said I stood by that prediction. I was obviously right. It's obviously got a bit worse points twice. But the way I see it is, I think this will be the f- this could be the first time in a, in a few years at Ibrox that it could it won't be as big a, a player turnover at Ibrox during the summer, and I say that obviously because I obviously I've always said that strides have been made. You know, I mean, European run, um, the, the win over Cel- Celtic um, and whatever else, but the consistency has been the bigger issue. But the the way, arguably, I think this is the strongest top six in the SPL. For a number of years, when you look at who's in it, and that, I generally believe that we should be hammer, hammer, a, basically a, a knuckle blow to all these teams. Hearts are going to raise their game; they're always they're always up in the top six. You know, I mean, Hibs have come have nabbed a few points off us this season. They're going to come to Ibrox and play well. Aberdeen have had more success at Ibrox in the past couple of seasons in the past couple of seasons than they have in the last thirty years. Celtic probably is going to be confirmed as champions by the time they come. Why not? Give them a knockout blow, put them in their place. Kamarnock, you know what I mean? Kamarnock have been excellent this season, as Hugh even says, the team that wouldn't go away. You know what I mean? I think there's plenty to play for, and I think a few players have got to play for the futures, but I generally think there's a bit of. They should be finished the season as, off as strongly as possible, but there's general. There's, um, Grant, you just identified like, a lot number of teams here that are taking points and, and they've been doing pretty well against the likes of Rangers and Celtic, particularly Rangers. See, in my opinion, see from growing up watching a really, really dominant Rangers and Celtic and then playing in a dominant Celtic, these these teams should be taking little to nothing from the old firm. Now, that might sound arrogant. That, that might be kind of typical Glasgow or, or whatever you think, you know, overrating the old firm. But these teams should be coming to Glasgow and taking very, very little to nothing. They shouldn't be coming down here and having any success at all, Do in my you, opinion. Is that and, based on, you know, budget, that, essentially? Uh, yeah, budget, size of clubs, support. The quality of management and coaches they can bring in, the quality of players, the amount of internationals can put. You know, we talk about Kilmarnock. Chris Boyd and Chris Burke are two of the main players for Kilmarnock this year, but they're, they're right at the end of their career. Well, Burke certainly has. Boyd's had a bit more of a bit part this season, hasn't he, compared to last season? Last, last couple of seasons, over over Steve, Steve Clark's mm. success, particularly last season, they did score a few goals. Um, and the rest of the team's made up of kind of lower league players and just a manager who, who organises. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. He organises, he organises well, but they shouldn't be taking the points off of Rangers. That, and, 
and Celtic that they have been and Rangers have got a massive overhaul in my opinion in the summer with the number of players that they have uh, Thank you to Grant who's a Rangers fan going to have to leave it there because we're running a bit late we've got John who's also a Rangers fan he's coming up next and we've got a full time teaser that you two are going to get stuck right into after this Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans are here Get in touch with us on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Big night in the Championship Dundee United nil, Air United nil. Remember if Dundee United drop anything and Ross County win tomorrow The title is there They'll be back in the top flight next season uh, get your passports looked out for those big away days Hugh It's games. only up the road Ding wall, you know You'll be back in time for Easter Not too far at all A good away day That one coming soon You would imagine If it's not this weekend It will be uh, secured the, the situation at the bottom In many ways is as interesting More interesting So if there's any fans caught up in that Let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 But first of all I've got a full time teaser for you um, And it is as follows Can you name Starting 11 From Rangers last Scottish Cup win Cup final win I should say Falkirk 2009 Name Rangers starting 11 John Fletch No No That's a good start um, McGregor No I don't like the silence I must say I really don't like that silence You can play along with us At Clyde SSB on Twitter This question tonight was sent in uh, By Colin Graham and Motherwell It's fulltime at Clyde1.com That's the address You need to send the question to Kip Bradford No Right You're the right era With both of those guys But 2009 You said Yes Stephen Davis No <laughs> This is a spectacular start Even by your standards No? Anyone? Anyone out there? Alright okay We'll leave it open to the public They can help I'm not going to read Kevin out. Thompson I'm not going to read out that help Nope <laughs> At Clyde SSB If you want to play along Full time at Clyde1.com If you want to send it in We're looking for the starting 11 Rangers last Scottish Cup final win Against Falkirk In 2009 Guys I've got a grand total of none You want it in your hands So far No 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 <laughs> yes. you, These are getting worse These are getting worse I'd been down England two years by then you no. Craig was actually close With a couple of those guesses You are just I'm going to give you some time to, to, to regain your composure. Uh, John is a Rangers fan from Barhead. Hi, John. Hi, Gordon. Hi, you. Hi, Craig. Hi, John. John. Right, this is just my opinion, right? I think Celtic will keep me winning, right? Celtic are going to have to sell players. On the Champions League front, I think it's a no-no. It's getting harder, as you know. The money has been spent wages. They won't keep that up. And I think it will be back to a level keel What does the panel think of that? Well first of all Celtic are cash rich to begin with uh, They're not in a position where they have to sell players If they get a, a tidy offer in Then they will consider it obviously Because history tells you that when Celtic bring in players At a relatively small transfer fee The intention is to Heighten their profile Make them better players And then sell them For a bigger transfer fee So No one can quibble mm. with that However They don't have to sell players And I keep going back To this 10 in a row phenomenon 
This is what's got Glasgow's attention And won't give up Celtic Through Dermot Desmond The principal shareholder And Peter Lawwell The chief executive Must be as aware As any supporter Of how much 10 in a row means To the, the people who follow the club And therefore Rather than have to sell players They will have to buy players Because the supporters will expect investment mm. Over the next two years I mean Craig the, the, the problem with John's theory There are a lot of ifs there Celtic, yeah, And he is right by the way It clearly is getting harder to qualify for the Champions League But but they're still going to be in there There's still a realistic chance that they do make it And then you know what that brings cash wise Yeah listen setting out, Celtic setting out at the start of the season Their first target is the Scottish Premiership And then it's the domestic competitions Anything that happens in the Champions League is a bonus They would love to qualify for the Champions League They would love to get out of the group stages But they will not invest heavily in order to do so It's too big a gamble I have this argument every year with people We need to spend an 8, 9, 10 million pounds on a, on a striker That's going to get us out Absolute nonsense You could sign one who could get injured and he's, and he's first friendly He's not going to spend astronomical amounts of money To try and get through or out of the Champions League I mean John, that, that is still a, it's still a possibility isn't it John? Can I... Can I come back? Yeah, absolutely. On you go, Craig. I, I totally agree with what, what you're saying. They're not going to spend astronomical amounts of money, right? And I, I think with the wages, what it'll put, pay Neil Lennon compared to Brendan Rodgers, right? And as I, I'll repeat again, this Champions League is getting harder. They're making it harder for the likes of us in Scotland, right? And honestly. I can't see Celtic getting in the Champions League. I actually think the Europa League is Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, and Kilmarnock's level. Yeah, which is actually right a competition that costs you money unless you go far in it. Well, not for those, not for the likes of Celtic and Rangers. I mean, for the smaller teams, it, it can be a bit difficult logistically to start. But Celtic Rangers made. Rangers made decent money Relatively Off the, off the yeah, Europa League yeah, Last they, season they, they, they So if they were both happy. To be in it And they were both To make the same amount Hugh Celtic are, are still in front Because they start in front If you're talking about Just purely money Yeah I mean Celtic have Gathered money uh, And haven't spent A great deal of it I mean we all go back To Odson Edward And the fee But they, they had Most of that fee Was taken care of by uh, Stuart Armstrong Going to Southampton so Celtic run their business very shrewdly, very efficiently uh, And I go back to the point Ten in a row is now one country's obsession Those who care about Celtic and Rangers, it's their obsession And it must be an obsession shared by those who run both of those clubs And money will be spent by Celtic Thanks to John, who's a Rangers fan from Barhead We have had a goal at Tanadice, Dundee United nil, Air United 1 uh, Looping header at the back post, Craig Beattie Good header um, Got up well at the back post Really good header across the goalkeeper um, And you know it's a it's a huge goal It really is Hugh Because not only would a draw tonight be enough To give o- Ross County the opportunity to win it tomorrow But certainly an Air United um, victory would be so Those in Dingwall will be watching with interest Well the fascination of the game tomorrow Should this scoreline remain Ross County can go up automatically as champions By the same token Craig will have played in matches Where nerves can get the better of people And uh, Partick doesn't go up there Absolutely desperate for the points Desperate So It would be a Highly strong occasion in Dingwall tomorrow Should Air United win this one At Tannadice 1-0 Stephen Bell's goal separates the sides at the moment 28 minutes on the clock It really 
And I don't mean to uh, demean the top of that division But the bottom is incredible, Hugh well, it, Gary Caldwell, let's hear from him first He's telling his players not to take any notice of the table That's the way he's going to handle it Partick Thistle fans, tell us what you think right now Four points separating the whole bottom half of that league He is happy with the form He's happy with the mentality And he's looking for that to continue with tomorrow's trip to Ross County Similar experiences in the Premiership with, with Wigan where there was, I think, one season six or seven teams were involved in it. So it is what it is. We focus on ourselves. We focus on the next game and, and try to get three points. And we still have the potential to finish in a, a, a very respectable uh, position in this league considering where we were early in the season so that is our main focus and I'll tell them not to look at the league the league's irrelevant right now the, the league matters after the last game of the season and that is when everyone can make their opinions on is it a good season is it a bad season that is where we can sit down as a club and assess the season as a whole and uh, see where we are so I tell the players to focus on what we do focus on the next game and the challenge that Ross County bring and, and be ready to compete and be ready to, to win a game of football if we win every game, we will finish, I don't know where, but very high up this league considering where we are at the minute. So that is our focus purely on our own games, on, on our performance, on what we need to do to win those games. So the players are in good spirits, they, they're in good form from the turn of the year. We are one of the, the form teams in the league and, and we have to continue to do that right to the last game of the season. The man who's thrown a spanner into the works here is our old pal Jim Goodwin at Alloa because it's very important. Pertinent of them But they keep winning games They're not supposed to win And they're the part-time team And they were the ones Who were supposed to go down And and everyone had More or less Come to that conclusion And it was playoff time For the rest However Alloa (laughs) They've gone off the bottom now And uh, they're at home I think the Queen of the South Tomorrow There's another Fascinating game If Alloa get another Three points Well uh, it just adds to the whole cutthroat nature of the business Jim McLaughlin's on Twitter He's a Partick Thistle fan Have feared for Thistle's chances for a long time But think the fixtures will help us go down Versus a title chasing Ross County tomorrow Falkirk play County and Dundee United In the last two fixtures When their season will be over We face Queen of the South at Palmerston On the last day Good luck to anyone who wants to guess What's going to happen Craig When you've got half a division separated by four points Yeah absolutely Isn't it? it makes it exciting and um, you know, listening to Gary Calder there, he says, well, I agree with him in terms of, you know, the league tells you nothing until, until the, the final ball's been kicked and the whistle's been blown. But then he went on to say that, you know, you then reflect on your season and see whether it's been a good one or a bad one. Uh, I tell you right now, it's been a really, really poor season for Partick Thistle. A club that size shouldn't be anywhere near that position in the league. As you just alluded to there, the flip side of that coin is Alwa. You know, they've had a super season regardless to be able to, you know, go up there and compete and, and keep in touch. Um, so in, in in terms of it's not over till it's over. Yeah, he's correct, but you know a really poor season for Thistle. Yeah, a lot to like about that division. The bottom half is exciting for the neutral. It must be brutal for the for those involved. Just, but just sorry, it must be brutal for Stephen Dobie. He scored about hundred goals this season. And he's fighting he's relegation still. still. I'd be off. walking in that changing room and saying to my centre half, "What's going on here?" He'll be hobbling in because he got injured the other night, so yeah. that could have a big implication. Uh, right, what about this teaser? So we're approaching ten years since Rangers winning the Scottish Cup against Falkirk in two thousand and nine. So can you name the starting eleven that day? There are loads of great answers coming in on Twitter. As always, we get a great response. Jerry H has nailed almost the full team. Shug's got a couple. Does he get Morris Edu? No, he has not. Mikey has got a couple as well. Not one single correct answer from in the studio. Hutton. Nope. Addy Little. 
This is a new record This is a new record That's about a dozen guesses Not a single one right See the thing is Craig I thought you were on the right track Because you're Kirk Broadfoot You're Alan McGregor You're bang on with the era I mean Hugh's struggling with the, the era You were bang on It just so happens that those guys didn't play that day So if it wasn't Alan McGregor Who would it be? Ten years ago I don't know Cammy <laughs> Bell Oh, oh my God. That, Isn't that obvious? The goalkeeper? It is quite Because at this time Particularly At the end of that season And then the, At the end of The, the season round about it Cup games as well There was another guy Who played Quite a lot Carol? No Oh my Oh my goodness You two need some help Thomas is in Clyde Bank Hi Thomas hey, Knightswood sorry Hi Thomas Hi Gordon uh, Hi Panel Thanks for taking my call Hi Thomas What's your point Thomas? I, I, I'm, I'm going to embarrass you And uh, Craig here Surely the goalkeeper's Neil Alexander Yes, and I don't mind giving yes. them a bit of help Because they definitely need it Thomas is a Celtic fan And he's got on Well done, it was Neil Alexander Does that make sense now? Yes Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of the UEFA Cup team And then you follow it on the following year so. Exactly, good uh, man See Thomas, I'll, I'll at least stop, someone's I'll thinking stop before I, I'll stop before I, I, I you know Embarrassed um, too I, much Celtic fan Yep, too right um, I was just on just to speak to Craig um, Hi Craig, how's it going? Hi Thomas uh, just obviously uh, All the best for your team tomorrow But um, I know I'm maybe rewinding the clock a wee bit um, I was actually at Hamden When you scored that penalty uh-huh. um, Correct me if I'm wrong Was it the, the handball from Ledley that, And Wynyama um, the, the referee thought it was Wynyama And, and um, you obviously scored You, you ran away, you celebrated um, And like I said I'm rewinding that a wee bit um, at no point did I, as a fan, standing in this, you know, in the, the stands, think, you know, I'm going to go down and I'm going to assault that player, or I want one of my players to assault that guy. You know, I, just remind me, I'll be back, I'll be back to what happened to Scott Brown a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, probably in the minority, to be honest. <laughs> I, I did think it really sit a little bit too much, but you know, that's what that's what players do, isn't it? You know, um, that's they, they live for those moments. Um, I, I don't know, Craig. I mean, uh, it was a, a decent penalty, to be fair. So, uh, <laughs> just just in the passing, Thomas, if Scott Brown relishes beating Rangers at time up, is no one else supposed to relish a, a, a victory or a winning goal? No, that's what I'm saying. You know, these players do relish it and they're entitled to celebrate it. And the reaction from, you know, fans in the stand and Opposition players on the park needs to kind of take recognition of that. You know, it's, you know, it, it's all about celebrating your team. You um, and players are entitled to celebrate. If you ask me, exactly. Thomas, I agree with you, but I think there's got to be a, a safety element of it. You know, jumping into crowd and stuff like that, and there's little kids about. I'm, I'm not for that. Mm. Um, and that's not you saying Scott Brown did that either. No, but you're no, just not, saying not generally. Yeah. Um, but. I think you've got to be sensible with it and you know, I think safety's paramount. Um so as long as it's as long as you're celebrating and you're not putting anybody at risk, I've got absolutely no issues. What are you thinking about the game on Sunday, Thomas? Confident, apprehensive, somewhere in between? Um it's gotta be difficult. Um I don't often go to Hamden. Probably the last time I was there when was when Craig scored that winner. Put him off for but, um I would I'd certainly say I'm a bit of a jinx, so <laughs> if you're a betting man, get the money on Aberdeen, you know. Please um, be responsible. Uh, Ah, it's, it is going to be difficult because Aberdeen are doing well in Glasgow this year, you know, and um, it, it really is all about how we start the game. Um, 
And I think, you know, uh, you know, no disrespect, but I think that the, the team that, that wins on Sundays probably going to go into the final as a favourite. The funny thing about the, think of that. funny thing about Neil Lennon's team, Thomas, it's not about how Celtic start the games. It's about how they finish. Because what has characterised Neil Lennon's takeover of the team uh, following Brendan Rodgers' departure is the big finish, not the big start. It's the big finish Thank you Thomas In Knightswood Let's see if you can provide A big finish On the full time teaser Because you've got One of the right answers And that came from Thomas It didn't come from <laughs> you guys So 10 years ago Rangers beating Falkirk In the Scottish Cup final Barry Ferguson The starting 11 Neil Alexander was one of them Barry Ferguson Yes We're finally off and running In the studio Craig Beattie No pressure Lee McCullough Yes You've got the bit between your teeth now Anymore Okay we'll find out next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans were putting in one of the worst full-time teaser performances I had ever seen. But they're pulling it back, in fairness to them. We're looking for the starting eleven from when Rangers beat Falkirk in the Scottish Cup final in 2009. Uh, Neil Alexander was the keeper. Just wait a wee Barry Ferguson <laughs> and Lee McCullough. Davy Weir did play. Hugh Keevans I'm looking forward to Hugh's guesses Because some of them have been <laughs> wild Amoruso <laughs> uh, I never said that That was Craig Beatty um, I think your teammates are Jonathan Johansson Hugh you get that. <laughs> An add on 10 years <laughs> None Hugh Try to get through Dick Advocate's team <laughs> Why? Because the caller uh, The caller who gave us Neil Alexander Said think about the team that, In the UEFA Cup final And then add on Yes and Right Hugh I left Celtic in 2007 Did you? Yeah So the 2009 So a couple of years after I left Celtic So I was watching English football then Not Scottish football So forget about Dick Advocate <laughs> <laughs> This is magnificent uh, Dundee United Stephen Smith uh, I'll tell you what It bodes well for the pub quiz Next weekend Oh yeah I, I said this earlier on I really think if, if it was just to be you Gordon DL Mark Wilson in the team I think you would finish Last Well uh, If you get reinforcements From the Roger Hannas Of the world I might think better With a glass of something In my hand You know <laughs> uh, Stephen Smith no. no He was in here on, on Wednesday night As our guest But no Still 1-0 by the way Approaching half time Between Dundee United And Ayr uh, 1-0 to Ayr United Remember the significance Being if Dundee United Don't take all three points Ross County can win the title at home to Partick Thistle tomorrow. So if there's, there's one to watch out for. Ross McCormack? No, 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 no. My goodness. The time, your time frame. You were on the right track, Alexander and Weir, um, McCulloch, Ferguson. I mean, some of these names are, are huge names. There are only a couple I would say are even remotely tricky. Easy for me to say when I've got the list, but. Pedro? No. What is going on? Think along the lines of Nacho Novo. No, think along the lines of Davy Weir, Barry Ferguson, Lee McCulloch. What have all those got in common? They're old. <laughs> oh, they were older then. And where did they come from? Scotland. Mm-hmm. So you've got a few other well-known Scots to get. Let's speak to William, a Celtic fan from Motherwell. Hi, William. Hi there. Good evening. Hi, Hugh. Hi, uh, Craig. Hi, William. Hi, William. 
Uh, I, I was listening to you on the, the way up the road from work this evening and I managed to catch the, the beginning of the programme um, and I can see there's a conflicting, um, the, you know, kind of between Neil Lennon and mm-hmm. the Celtic manager's post. My view um, as a Celtic um, season ticket holder is that the Celtic fans absolutely love Neil Lennon, um, but there's a split here regarding the future of the club under his leadership. And I'm one of the fans that I don't think he should be the manager. Um, I unfortunately sat through that game last Sunday between Celtic and Livingston, and that was absolute torture to sit through. Um, the one of your callers earlier on had made a comment about some of the games since Neil's been back. We've been winning, but we've not been winning with any kind of style. Celtic, in my opinion, um, what, would, what I'd like to happen is I'd like Dermot Desmond to come out and say something because it was him that brought Mark Lemieux to the club. It was him that brought Brendan Rodgers to the club. So if they appoint Neil Lennon as the new Celtic manager, I'd like to know if, if he had a decision in that. Now, if Celtic are desperate to get the 10 in a row, which we are, we are, without a doubt, we are desperate to get it. Um, they have to be ambitious enough to go and get a manager the same quality or, as Brendan Rodgers. And if that means paying a wee bit more money, then they have to do that. Who that manager is going to be, I don't know. But it, it shouldn't be Neil Lennon. That's my own opinion. And I know some Celtic fans will disagree with me and some will agree with me. But in my view is that the main player here is Dermot Desmond. He's the guy that should make this decision. Yeah. Would you agree, William, that common decency would dictate that Neil Lennon gets to finish the season uh, so that he can lay his claim to get the job? Yes, I, I would say that, Hugh, I would say that the decision to bring Neil Lennon in as the interim manager was the right decision. I think it was the, the absolutely the right decision. And yes, I do think he should finish the season. Um, I think if, he, if, we're, if, we're, if we're lucky to win on Sunday and get through to the cup final and lucky to win the cup final, and win eight in a row I think Neil should be saying Very well done Thank you But um, We're going to move to somebody under, else Under those circumstances then William He has to be given until the end of the season He has to be allowed to stake his claim As best he can And therefore Dermot Desmond And you're right He wields a huge influence Dermot Desmond must keep his own counsel Until the season is over You know the, the, They have to give Neil Lennon The Appropriate amount of time That's every league game And cup tie remaining And then Dermot Desmond And Peter Lawwell Can say where the club is headed And how they intend to go on from here And whether Neil Lennon gets it Or whether they are going to go For someone else Historically Hugh You don't tend to get The sort of public statement As such from from Dermot Desmond do you It's no, always no. been a very much A, uh, there, there, there a more silent role Now and then he, he pops up Different places Often at the side of a golf course And there are various interviews That will take place But There comes the watershed moment Gordon And the watershed moment For Ronnie Dyla Was losing to Rangers In another semi-final uh, At Hamden And the club then Issued a statement To say that Ronnie Dyla would not Be the manager At the start of the, the Next season So Neil Lennon, in my opinion, uh, who has taken the eight-point lead, turned it into an eleven-point lead. Uh, you know, he he has to be given until the end of the season. Decency tells you that, and then Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell can explain why Neil Lennon is going to be the new manager on a, on a permanent basis, or why he's not going to be the permanent manager. There also may be an element of. When it comes to the summer, there's a you know there's a there's a player merry-go-round. Players start to move, transfers could then come in. 
And also it might happen with managers You know managers might Kind of lose a job At the end of the season Or move on to a better job Which maybe free up Another manager So um, listen I think Neil's going to see it out And then they'll, they'll take their time Over the summer um, Well they'll take a little bit of time And then they'll um, I'm sure they'll get the, the decision right Thanks to William and Motherwell We're going to have to end it earlier William And it's You can blame Hugh Keevans and Craig Beattie Because they've still got so much work to do On the teaser So much so that Jerry tweeted in To say there's a trip to Miami on offer If they two pundits get more than eight correct That's how confident <laughs> Jerry's feeling Lafferty The Rangers starting 11 When they beat Falkirk in the Cup Final 2009 You've got Alexander Weir, Ferguson, McCulloch, Lafferty Yes Hugh Keevans There you go That's two I've got so far Any more? Chuffed bits I mean, the the trip to Miami will be null and void when I have to start giving clues. What about the front two? What would be a, a really, really well-known Rangers front two from that era? Who scored all the Rangers goals? Not all, but a vast majority of Rangers goals at that time. I said Boyd. No, he didn't. I said Boyd at the start. But you should have. Chris Boyd. Right. <laughs> Any more? Who would have been alongside him? Silence is ominous I was right in there um. <laughs> Who would have been alongside Chris Boyd? <laughs> you do it up <laughs> Listen I've, I've won my uh, Beat the pun No you've got time for that Come on quick <laughs> Boyd and Kenny Miller oh, Kenny Miller my goodness Right what about midfield What about a player who's Back at the club uh, Steve, I said Steve Who's Davis Who's Davis and I said Boyd You didn't say Boyd But I definitely said Stephen Okay he's in there My apologies Maybe I was distracted But you've still got Three of a back four to get Who would have been Probably right back Played for Hibs Oh Stephen Whittaker Stephen Whittaker um, Who did Mark Wilson Scalp in the dish With the ball Papich So that's a Papach And the last one Algerian defender Oh, Majid Bugera. Bugera. Uh, we kind of got there in the end. That was the worst. That was a struggle. <laughs> but there we go. Thank you, Hugh that, Keevans. That went better than I expected. Uh, <laughs> we are back tomorrow at two o'clock. Big games across the place. Uh, your chance to join us as well. Stay where you are because GBX Friday is up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40.